0: to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zavell. And happy new year to everyone, and welcome to 2016. I'm not going to ask you what your resolution is, because that question fills me with a lot of anxiety. It joins the ranks of, so where do you see yourself in five years, or what do you want to do with your life? Even though I don't like the question, I like the concept of resolutions— Yes, you can resolve to do something at any point in the year, but there's something about having a fresh start and 365 full days ahead that makes it ideal to resolve now. And I like to make a bunch of resolutions because I feel like the more you make, the greater the odds are one will stick. In our last episode last year, I love that joke. We talked money, but today I want to talk career, because chances are you're spending the bulk of your time in your 2016 at your desk, so how can you make it a year that counts? Joining me again is Bucky Keedy. She is an adulthood-made-easy regular and the vice president of talent management at Time, Inc., to help us figure out what our career resolutions should be and how to make them happen. Welcome back, Bucky, and Happy New Year.
1: Well, Happy New Year, Sam, and Happy New Year, everybody else. I hope 2016 is great for everybody. Thank I you. Have, I have like excitement about 2016.
0: Yeah, you seem like you'd be the type that has like really great resolutions and a lot of drive for keeping them. You just I seem do. like you have the enthusiasm. Would you share I any do. of yours with
1: us? Well, actually, one of my resolutions came true at the very end of 2015. Now I am shamefully self-promoting because (laughs) I was made a senior vice president. So that was one of my resolutions, and it happened a little sooner than I thought. So I'm very excited about that. Well,
0: congratulations. That's awesome.
1: And and you know what? The other part of the, the statement is going to be something that is really relevant to this conversation, which is I've essentially been doing the job for a few years. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, too.
0: Okay. well, that's a really what about any other resolutions? Like maybe some do you have last year? My resolution was to run a half marathon and I did it. So do you have any fun ones like that? I've been
1: meditating more, absolutely meditating a little bit more. And we have moved, Time Inc. has moved offices down to 225 Liberty Street, which is lower Manhattan. And it is like going to a totally different world than where we were before. So one of my resolutions is really getting to embrace the area and getting to know the Neighborhood is kind of a funny term because we're surrounded by massive, gorgeous buildings, but really get to know the area a little bit more.
0: I'm going to steal that one from you since we work in the same building. I think that's a good resolution for me. I've just finally figured out the walk from the train to the building without getting totally turned around. So now maybe I can venture onto other streets. Well, it's so fun. Well, I'm excited that you have a cool career thing going on. You're right. It is really relevant to today's conversation about career resolutions. I haven't totally formulated one for myself necessarily because I just think there's so much you could do. And I talked to a ton of listeners and some friends about what their career resolutions were. And I thought maybe we could talk about them and and just see, you know, what you think of these types of resolutions and, you know, if they're worth making and how to make them happen and how to make it so it's not something you decide today and then totally Absolutely. drop next week.
1: No, No, this is a great idea.
0: So one of them, which you said, which I think is the obvious one that we have to talk about, is getting a promotion. And that's kind of a big resolution to make and an intimidating one. And, you know, you're a pro and and I'm curious what your advice is for people or what you can share from your experience, your recent experience about how to make that happen, how to make 2016 the year of you and promoting. Well, so,
1: so absolutely. And it goes back to the comment I just made a couple of minutes ago, which is starting to do the job that you want. And that doesn't mean you dismiss your responsibilities and, and you lose sight of your day-in-and-day day responsibilities because Those are the things that impress everybody, and that's what they've hired you to do. Mm -hmm. But it's also about setting your sights for what might be the next move that you've observed in the office that is kind of interesting, and trying to get involved in some of those projects or offering to take on other areas of responsibility that are a little out of your job description because it does set you up for people doing two things. One... Thinking about you and your skill sets in different way. And two, setting yourself up for that next promotion, for that next move. And I
0: assume there also has to be a conversation with your boss. And we've talked about these conversations before. I've talked about them with you. I've talked about them with other people. But I just think they're worth revisiting because they're so scary. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you just can never get enough practice. And I feel you'd never have enough advice for how to have these kind of sometimes difficult conversations with your boss about, I'm ready for the next step. I'm ready to take on more and hoping that he or she says, yes, that'd be great. So,
1: yes, and it's also knowing... The beginning of the year, as much as it's fresh and invigorating and everybody has resolutions or goals that they want to try to hit, so does your boss and so does your boss's boss. So you have to be really savvy about recognizing when the right opportunity is to have those conversations. You know, it's reading your boss and reading his or her anxiety levels regarding projects or goals to kick off the year. You want to choose a time when you know your boss's head is going to be really wrapped around having that conversation. So I always suggest sending an email first saying, I know it's the beginning of the year and I know you've got a lot on your plate. But sometime in the next month or so, I would really, really like it if we could sit down and spend a half an hour just talking about how I'm doing and some career Goals that I have, and I would just love to pick your brains about what you think and what might be my next opportunity.
0: That, that's great advice, and I don't know what your inbox looked like today, but mine was a really dark and scary place. <laughs> it just was like everything was unread and scary. So I can see that the idea of like you might want to get a jump start on those resolutions, but probably the first Monday back or even Tuesday back is just everything is going to get lost in the abyss of the of the inbox today
1: and that's why you want to you want to pick your moment. I mean, I would suggest more towards the end of the month when you've had a chance to feel the environment, see where the business is going, to see if there are any surprise new challenges or goals for your brand or your department to really get a sense of that. And then write the email to your boss and say, I'd love to sit down and and talk about where I am and kind of ideas about what I can take on or how I can grow more in my position or be considered for something else as well, too.
0: That's great. And I think I'm sure a lot of people have that on their minds. At least a lot of the people I talk to were like, this is the I'm going to I'm going to move up the ladder. And I think that's awesome.
1: I do, too. I mean, I think I mean, being ambitious is great. R- really action speaks. Louder than words sometimes. Yeah. So you have to make sure you're backing up that enthusiasm with the work effort and new ideas and looking around you and really feeling the tone of what's happening in your department or in your company, too. You've got to be able to read the business.
0: One of the other ones that came up, a couple people said... I want to get involved in bigger projects, and I want to take on more work. And I think what they meant was they have are in a position, some of them were inter, more intern-type positions or fellowship positions, and they felt like they were always asking for more and not really getting to do work that had a big impact. And they said, this year, I want to get on big projects. I want to kind of sit at the table with some of the bigger players, and I just want to take on important work at my job, you know, as important as you can take on when you're at a certain mm-hmm. level. I think they understand they can't <laughs> like manage the company, but just kind of make it clear that they're ready for... I think this is a little different from a promotion. They're not ready for a promotion as much as they're ready to, like you said, start doing the job they want and start proving themselves and get, taking on those big projects. So what do you think of that and, and how they could achieve that?
1: Well, I, I think it's great. And I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is Getting to know what some of your company goals are, or your brand goals, or your department goals, to see where there's an opportunity to offer your services and to get involved in something that's a little bit juicier and really raises your motor. There are a couple of things, though, too. Don't forget. Sometimes you have, you know, you have to run. Be- I mean, you have to walk before you run. Right. So you want to make sure that you've accomplished what you needed to accomplish in your job, and as I said earlier, not lose sight of that. But Also, if you see something that's happening in another group that looks particularly interesting in a very – casual way, popping into that manager and saying, you know, what you guys are doing is really interesting. Could you explain it to me a little bit further and allow the conversation to lead you towards, I'd like to get involved? Because you want to make sure you have a keen understanding before you jump in.
0: Right. I think that's, and I think that's all about like building a network too and getting to know more people in the company. And a couple people said they really wanted to to build, become more comfortable with networking this year, to build their network and really take advantage of it. I think that's another thing that's really intimidating and sometimes seem, you're like, ugh, oh, another networking event. I have no interest in the small talk. But one person I talked to in particular was very much, I want to build my network this year. I want to go to lunch more with people and put myself out there and not in a super self promotional and cheesy way, but in a genuine way to just become a better, have better connections in the, in the field.
1: People smell genuine a mile away, and don't forget too. Depending on the size of your company, a lot of companies have associations or clubs or group, whatever groups, whatever name you want to attach to it, that can sometimes be interesting. It's finding out which are the better associations, or you know, whether they're industry associations or or corporate associations that you want to align yourself with particularly for people who are starting their career or one or two years out. We have something called Media Upstarts here right. at Time Inc., which is just terrific, and there are certain programs that are super beneficial, and people who are not only peer-to-peer at these programs, but the speakers that are so interesting that you can get pulled aside or asked to meet for coffee at another time, that could be super helpful as well, too.
0: And then knowing that so many of these people have also worked at other companies and Mm -hmm. might say to you, oh, you should meet my friend that works at, you know, this bank or this magazine or this, I don't know, design studio. And and I think that you guys would really get along. And she's a good person to know. And I think sometimes people are nervous that I don't want to make it seem like I don't like it here. But I think everyone... Like a, a big network. I think I don't think there's anything. I was always I don't think really nervous. Today,
1: but. I I the way I'm working with my team is the brand of them. It's not only the brand of timing because we're transforming this company as dramatically as we are, but it's their brand too. And everybody's got to think about what their brand is outside and how they can get to know people to help help their brand and help people know who they are, but for them to have exposure to other industries or other types of jobs as you formulate what your career plan is for now. But, you know, listen, I've been doing this a very long time, and I'm still looking to develop my career and have another adventure or two or three. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I mean, I said it
0: earlier that the the idea of like a career plan, the idea of someone saying, where do you see yourself in five years, really drives me nuts because I have zero idea. But I think some people probably this year are resolving to kind of map something out or create some kind of plan. I just feel like that's way too hard to do. And it's I just don't. I don't see how you could know where anything is going to be in five years.
1: Well, it's very hard to do, and it's super (laughs) controlling because it doesn't allow you to be fluid as the economy and as business is fluid. If you get too rigid with your career plan and you're thrown a curveball, it's twice as upsetting as somebody who is looking for the opportunities in the now, enjoying the now, and looking for the moments where they can go in and find out further about a project that might be really cool for them.
0: Yeah. And I will say that that is something that my friend and I just went on a walk the other day, like a two hour, one of those big catch up, like vent Mm -hmm. everything out. And we were just talking about the idea of like that five year plan and something about January 1st really makes you start saying like, what do I want out of this year? What do I want out of the next five years? And it's it's a lot. And I think that's one of the resolutions I would say is probably not a good one because we just went in circles of like, but I don't know what I want to do. And what if my job hasn't been invented yet? And but I don't even know how to find that. And like, it just was a lot of n- negative energy.
1: <laughs> but so, all right, let's look at a resolution in another way from what you were saying, yeah, which is one of the resolutions should be listen more carefully Open myself up for new opportunities before I even know that they're they're there. You know, be fluid in my approach. I mean, those are resolutions that can allow you some serious career opportunities if you receive them. Yeah, but it's people who are so rigid on like, okay, I've got to do this by this date. They're going to miss a cool opportunity.
0: I will say, I think people my age, or at least people I'm I know, do do get that fear and that rigidity, especially early on, because you get there's like just a lot of pressure to get promoted really quickly and make all the third, you know, you see these 30 under 30 lists and you're like, I should be on those. (laughs) And why didn't I invent something? And why didn't I think of Uber? And like, I could have done that. And like, how come I'm not I need eight more hobbies. And like, why? You know what I mean? I think that there is a lot of a lot of pressure like that. Especially when it comes to your career that you're like, "Why am I not doing my dream job yet?" And It's like, "Oh yeah, because I have sixty more years to do a find a dream job Sam <laughs> that's why one of my goals is to meditate more <laughs> yeah, clear can you tell that maybe I maybe I need to make that my resolution I hear i you'd be you'd be surprised to know I get that a lot. <laughs> People are always like, you need to go. No, down. No, I think
1: resolutions are awesome. I think having renewed energy and enthusiasm and fresh starts are exactly what they are. They're fresh starts and they're really exciting. But you don't want to miss something because you're obsessed by your fresh start.
0: That's such good advice. I love that. Um, another one someone brought up to me that I loved and I thought was really interesting was to stop saying sorry at work. Not if she did something truly bad, she would apologize for it. But she just noticed that in emails, in conversations, she was apologizing for missing something or someone would ask for a memo and she'd be like, oh, sorry, I'm going to get right to that. And and I was like, oh, I do that, too, all the time. And so I'm curious what you think of that and what, you know, if you have employees that you've ever noticed that tendency to over-apologize or is it possible to over-apologize? Do you appreciate a lot of stuff? Actually, we have a
1: joke in my family. I do feel it is a little generational, Sam, because I have one son who's 25 years old, and we call him sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And that's (laughs) me. It's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? Okay, you made a mistake. Let's move on. Let's try to figure something out. I mean, there are moments where you definitely have to say, oh, sorry, mm, drop the ball on that one. I'm on it right now. Right. But sometimes you don't have to say, sorry, drop the ball. Sometimes you say, you ha- all you have to say is, I'll get on it right now. Yeah. And and it's positive.
0: And sometimes I've noticed I'm saying sorry for things that I have no control over. Like, yeah. like the Internet will go out, and I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's like, well, you don't control the Internet. And it's just such a te- – again, I think it's – like you said, it's generational that – we just want, we have a, there's a lot of pressure. And, and I loved her resolution to just check her sorries.
1: I love that too, because, because the reality is you guys set the bar so high for yourselves because it's part of this overachievement thing, which is so commendable and will make you very successful. But also too, you have to pull back and observe and see how your dynamic is affecting it more than the sorry.
0: So I'm also curious we've talked about a bunch of these. What do you think the role is of like your boss or your coworkers in your resolution? Like should you tell your boss if you have a career related resolution? Should you tell your coworkers? I've heard a lot about other other people knowing your resolutions helps you stay accountable, but maybe these kind of are in a different category. I don't know if you'd I, want to I say I to your coworker, no. I want to get a raise this year.
1: <laughs> no, I lean towards totally no. I yeah. feel like resolutions are such a personal thing. It's about people who advertise they're going to lose weight. And then all of a sudden when they don't lose any weight, everybody looks at them like, oh, loser. Yeah. <laughs> no, you should be thinking about your resolution because that's part of your personal growth and development and who you are. And I think in some cases they're private, but you're – desires and the conversation and some of the resolutions that you want to enact, you want to talk about it, but not, not as a, you know, quote, resolution. You you don't want to put unneeded pressure on you or people around you.
0: Absolutely. That makes sense. I mean, I think sometimes if you have, maybe if you have a resolution, like I'm going to learn how to draw, it might be nice to let people know and share your work and share your progress. Oh, but that's
1: different. Yeah. yeah but I yeah.
0: think... You're right. There's a there's some that are incredibly personal to you and your own goals and growth that and some people don't really want to hear it either. It's like, congratulations, you want to raise. I'm not interested.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and as much as you want, you have your goals and you want to achieve things, you also want to come across as a collaborative person, not super competitive and all of those things. So you have to be careful how people would take it, you know. So I think you're better off keeping probably those to yourself.
0: And how do you think these, having these concrete goals, because most of the ones we've talked about have been pretty concrete, will change people's year and change people's work experience?
1: Well, that's a tough question. Well, it'll change them if they actually can enact them. And as I said, if they're open to jumping into new projects and putting themselves forth and helping out in other areas other than their particular job description, you know, that will become obvious, but that's a tough one. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I guess I was thinking it kind of just it helped. Like, I guess we've talked about it already, that it renews your purpose and it just makes, to me, setting one would just kind of give me a little added invisible item to my to-do list every day. Like, what did I do today that kind of somewhat contributed to that goal I set in the beginning of the year?
1: I like having things like that. I I like that. And I also know people who've created like little index cards that they put inside their medicine cabinet mirror and, Mm -hmm. you know, the four, four goals that they're setting for themselves for the, you know, the first quarter or the three goals or the four goals for the year. I mean it keeps you, you know, it gives you your mission and your goals. And it's kind of like becomes your mantra sort of that you remind yourself of. And I think that's really fun and cool and can give you something to work towards and just keep making you feel good and fresh about it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, one thing I've never kept a New Year's resolution in my entire life until last year when I ran my first half. And Part of the reason I kept it was I had this training schedule and it was like every I had a long term resolution. But then it was like every day I sort of had a resolution like today's resolution is to rest or today's resolution is to run three miles. And I feel like this year when I'm thinking about what I'm what I'm going to set for 2016, I want things that will mimic that. Maybe I can't have a training schedule for a career goal, but something where I can say every day, did I do something that got me a little closer or, you know, something that has a clear path, kind of, and, and you can say, I feel like I accomplished something, something a little well, more like concrete. Well,
1: like something as small as, did I learn something new about our business today? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an easy solve and something that ultimately in two weeks you'll realize, gosh, I, I've just exposed myself to so much more. Those are the little ones that will lead to the much bigger ones.
0: I love little, little resolutions will help you achieve the big one. That's good. And Mm -hmm. you are my go-to for advice. And I wish everyone had access to you because you are a goldmine of information and inspiration. So to give everyone a little dose of that, not that they didn't just get a lot of advice from you now, but can you think of one career resolution that everyone my age, whether they work in a finance firm or a startup or a media company or They are writing the great American novel, one career resolution that everyone my age should make for 2016. Yes. It's a lot of pressure.
1: Yes. (laughs) Have more fun while you're working.
0: That's a good one. I love that. Because
1: if you have fun while you're working and if you look around and live in the now and take advantage in a positive way of the teammates that you're working with and the bosses you're working with – you will be incredibly successful because it will just educate you more and more and help you decide what you like and what you don't like. So have more fun.
0: I will do that. That is great advice. Thank you, Bucky. And congratulations again on your exciting career moves. And thank you again for being on the show. It's
1: my pleasure. I always love chatting with you guys.
0: Right back at you. Love chatting with you. Love having you on the show. Thanks. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today for Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me, at SamZabel, and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel, and our engineer, Jason Gambrell. And don't forget to grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time.